Hey guys, it's Pri. I just wanted to let you know that I accidentally misspoke on one of the statistics that I gave on the maternal maternal mortality rate. And I said it was 23.8 uh, by 100. It's actually 23.8 by 100,000. I'm sorry, I accidentally misspoke. And I wanted to let you know it's more towards the end of the podcast. So uh, look for it then. And I was talking about a, a post that Mika Kelly posted. So just look look out for that. It's towards the end of the, end of the podcast. And uh, thanks a lot. Here we go. Welcome to the 5-7 Podcast. I'm your host, Pri, and today we're going to be talking about abortion. My sources are the New York Times, uh, CBS New York, the New York Post, Medium.com, and the World, Horth- oh, I'm sorry, World Health Organization. So what is an abortion? An abortion is the deliberate termination of a human pregnancy, most often performed during the first 28 weeks of pregnancy. Now, in 2019... New York passed the Reproductive Health Act and the, and for short, we'll call it the RHA. The RHA legalized abortion at any time when necessary to protect a woman's life or health or in the absence of fetal viability. The act allows licensed healthcare practitioners other than physicians to perform abortions if doing so falls within their lawful scope of practice. According to CBS New York, the act also repealed criminal charges for harming children in the womb, but not for harming pregnant women. Okay, that's there's a lot to to take in with the with the New York uh, the Reproductive Health Act because um, they were saying that they could essentially have abortions at 38 weeks. Now, from what what I have read is that it is incredibly rare for a woman to carry to 38 weeks and have to have an abortion. So you can, uh, you can think about that for a moment and, and, uh, and take that in. So recently, actually a few days ago in Montgomery, Alabama, the Senate approved a measure on Tuesday that would allow almost all abortions in the state, setting up a direct challenge to Roe versus Wade, the case that recognized a woman's constitutional right to end a pregnancy. And it's a pretty big deal, and a lot of people have been talking about it. There have been, uh, you know, obviously celebrities that have been talking about it. Uh, everywhere on the news, you can you can hear people talking about it. Uh, as of recently as today, I believe Mitt Romney does not agree with it. Um, the president does not agree with it, and it sounds like Republicans are trying to to uh, distance themselves from it. Okay. The legislation bans abortions at every stage of pregnancy and criminalizes the procedure for doctors who could be charged with felonies and face up to 99 years in prison. It includes an exception for cases when the mother's life is at serious risk, but not for cases of rape or incest, a subject of fierce debate among, among lawmakers in recent days. Now, we're, we're, here's, here's the, the, the problem here, is that you know, we have people on two different ends of the spectrum. You know, you have one that is outlawing it, you know, wholeheartedly, you know, practically. And then on the other end, you know, your, you know, your uncle can give you an abortion. You know, I'm not, not literally, but I'm just saying, you know, I'm just, just trying to give, give an example here on, on the discrepancies and, and how far apart these two sides are on, on what, on what they feel is, uh, is a, for abortion. So, 
responding to a series of highly restrictive abortion laws aimed at overturning Roe versus Wade. Several Democratic presidential candidates have called on Congress to codify abortion rights, signaling a newly aggressive approach in a debate whose terms have long been set by conservatives. Senator Cory Booker of New Jersey was first out of the gate on Wednesday, telling BuzzFeed News that if elected president, he would pursue legislation to guarantee abortion rights nationwide, superseding state uh, restrictions. Even if Supreme Court overturned Roe, Senator Kristen Gillibrand of New York promises the same on Thursday, and Senator Elizabeth Warren of Massachusetts came forward Friday morning with a more detailed plan. And what she's saying is is that she thinks that Congress should pass new federal laws that protect access to reproductive care from right-wing ideologues in the states. Federal laws that ensure real access to birth control and abortion care for all women. Federal laws that will stand no matter what the Supreme Court does. Now, now bringing... um, Bringing birth control into it, you know, that's something that obviously needs to be touched on, and we'll touch up, we'll touch up on that later. But I want to keep this all about abortion because that's generally that is what's what's going on right now. So the vast democrat democratic field has been essentially unanimous in condemning the near total abortion ban Alabama lawmakers passed on Tuesday which is part of a string of state efforts to compel the Supreme Court to re-examine Roe v. Wade, the 1973 ruling that recognized a woman's constitutional right to end a pregnancy. But Mr. Booker, Ms. Gillibrand, and Ms. Warren went significantly further than other candidates, calling for expanding access to abortion instead of just preserving existing access, which has already been eroded in many places. I've had enough of being on defense, Ms. Gillibrand wrote in an email to supporters on Thursday, vowing to codify Roe, repeal the Hyde Amendment, create a federal funding stream for abortion and other reproductive health care, and ensure that no state can prevent private insurance from covering abortion. Senator Elizabeth Warren said Congress should forbid states to interfere with abortion providers or access. And in an essay published Friday, Ms. Warren proposed legislation that would forbid states to interfere with abortion providers or access. She also called on Congress to to prohibit state measures that do not technically restrict abortion services, but make them harder to provide in practice, like laws that require providers to have hospital admitting privileges or regulate the width of clinics' hallways. Abortion opponents have been emboldened by the confirmation of Justice Brett M. Kavanaugh to replace Anthony M. Kennedy, who was considered a reliable vote to uphold Roe. It is because of Justice Kavanaugh and the conservative majority he cemented on the Supreme Court that legislators in states like Alabama, Georgia, and Missouri are passing laws that explicitly violate Roe. They believe they have the votes now for the first time to overturn it. So what they want to do is, you know, what they're speculating is that they want to overturn the Roe versus Wade so that to completely ban abortion. Ms. Warren and Ms. Gillibrand and Mr. Booker argued that by passing a law affirming abortion rights, a future Democratic Congress could provide a backstop that would endure even if the justices overturned Roe. But such a law would almost certainly face its own legal challenges. 
and barring further changes in the court's composition, it would have to survive a review by that same conservative majority. Acts of Congress supersede state laws, but the Constitution limits the sorts of laws Congress can pass. The main question for the courts would be whether Congress has the right to make laws about abortion. Ms. Warren wrote that a law guaranteeing access to abortion would be legal under the Constitution's Commerce and Equal Protection Clauses. But David S. Cohen, a law professor at Drexel University who studies abortion issues, said the Commerce Clause argument was probably the only viable one. The clause gives Congress the authority to regulate commerce, a very broad term, and Professor Cohen said he believed it should apply to an abortion law. The the Supreme Court has given wide latitude to regulating commercial activities, he said, and abortion is a commercial activity because we pay money for it. He added, though, that some judges do not believe the clause applies to health care. This would be the crux of the debate. The Supreme Court has found before that Congress can restrict abortions. Twelve years ago, it upheld a 2003 ban on a type of abortion performed late in pregnancy, but it's not a given that today's court would uphold a law going in the other direction. Now, now we're getting into you know, pretty much what what Miss Warren wants to do is she doesn't want, you know, pretty much the Supreme Court having anything to do with, with the abortion laws. What she wants to do is she wants to have um, she wants to have Congress uh, bring up a law and have it voted on and essentially making it essentially making it a law which the people can decide whether it's a whether it's gonna stay or it's not gonna stay, you know, and let the people decide if abortion will be if we'll be for abortion or, or not for it. Now there's a lot to take in you know, from these, from this information. And the thing about abortion is, is that, um, you know, it also depends on your, what your religion is or what your personal beliefs are on abortion. You know, some people believe that absolutely no circumstance should there, should someone have an abortion. And on the other hand, uh, people believe that it should be anybody's choice. Now, now being in America, everybody should, should be able to have a choice in the matter or women should be able to have a choice on, on whether they want to have one or not. And the, you know, their male counterpart should also have a say as well, because it's, it's not just her. Well, in, in a, in a perfect world, it's not just her that's involved. It's, you know, it's like, it's this other fellow as well. So, so what do we do? You know, do we go one side or the other? Or, you know, maybe how about we, we come down the middle and say that, you know, we can give people their rights. Now, I'm not advocating for abortion because personally I don't, I don't believe in it. But my personal beliefs aren't what is best for everybody. So what I, what I believe in is, I'm not saying that I don't believe in, in abortion 100%, you know, in certain, certain circumstances, obviously there is, there are there's extenuating circumstances whether the mother's health is at is at risk, um, the baby's health, um, and in, in rape and incest. I believe that those are those are situations where you know it's it's acceptable, but um, but if if you know women are are getting to you know thirty two weeks, 
33 weeks and then all of a sudden they're like, you know what? I don't, I don't, I don't want to have the kid just because they don't want to have it. I think that there should be something there that prohibits them from terminating a child's life just because, you know, they kind of just don't want to, want to go through with it, you know? And, um, but anyways, that's just my, 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 my personal opinion, you know, I, but I do want, I want people to be free to, to make their own decisions. So, you know, after, you know, a, after this was, was said and done, you know, I'm on the internet and boom, a link pops up and it's for Minka Kelly. She's a, she's an actress and she wrote a, a long, um, she wrote a, a post on Instagram Oh, I didn't. I didn't cite. I'm also citing her Instagram page, and this is what uh, Miss Kelly had to say. When I was younger, I had an abortion. It was the smartest decision, the smartest decision I could have made, not only for myself and my boyfriend at the time, but also for this unborn fetus, for a baby to have been born to two people too young and completely ill-equipped, with no means for help from family would have resulted in a child born into an unnecessary world of struggle. Having a a baby at the time would have only perpetuated the cycle of poverty, chaos, and dysfunction I was born into. Now, this is something else that, that we need to get into, and it's called accountability. And there's a point where we make decisions as Males and females, and you know what? I, I'm not, I'm not going to say that uh, that that people don't have sex for phys- for physical pleasure. It's it's well known that that we do, and it's been well documented that we do. And it seems as time have gone on, it seems like we've gotten looser and looser uh, with with the idea. And and look, I'm I understand. You know, we're humans, and these are things, and we all have have human needs. Okay, but there's also things that need to be taken into consideration when we when we do these things and as a female you need to understand that there's a possibility that you can be pre- you can get pregnant and as a male you need to understand that there's a possibility that you can get this woman pregnant and as as as, as young kids you know obviously everybody a lot of people experiment you know and and sometimes some people make some bad decisions. Now it's important for it's important for people to know that you know an, abor- an abortion shouldn't be a oops uh, I didn't I, I screwed up and I need to take that back because now there's 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 a kid involved and 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 now you're just going to like abort the kid just because. You know, you made a bad decision. See, I don't really, I don't necessarily agree with that. And you need to take accountability for your actions because maybe that kid could be somebody, um, he could be somebody that turns into somebody. You know, he could be a, a, a person that cures cancer or something, but he'll never have the chance because it, 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 didn't, uh, it didn't work out with your lifestyle and you made a, and you made a wrong decision. Back to her post. Forcing a ch- uh, for those of you insisting abortion is murder, and to Representative Terry Collins, who said an unborn baby is a person who deserves love and attention. Forget bringing up the mother might be in need of some love and attention. 
what do you think happens to these kids who end up bouncing around in foster care, live on government assistance because the mother has no help, can't afford child care while she works a minimum wage job and is trapped in a cycle of trying to survive on the meager government assistance so many of you same pro-lifers are determined to also take away. Now, this is also where accountability comes in because, you know, if you're having sex with some piece of shit that doesn't really care about you, but you guys are kind of just get, getting off with each other, you know, maybe you should rethink your decisions, you know, and, and if you know that the guy is no good, you should know that, you know, maybe he's not going to stick around afterwards. And for you guys out there that are, that are out there and you're fucking around and you're, you're getting chicks pregnant and you know, you're, you're, you're a guy, he's got three different kids with three different chicks and you're just, you know, rolling around, dude. You know, you need to get your act together because these women need help. It's not easy raising kids and they need they need support from from a person. And you know what? It's not their mom's responsibility and it's not their dad's responsibility. And it's not their brother's responsibility or family family member's responsibility. It's your responsibility, the person who made that kid. And you need to make that commitment to that kid and to that woman if um if 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 you get a chick pregnant. So um I'll keep moving on. Forcing a child to be born to a mother who isn't ready, isn't financially stable, was raped, a victim of incest, isn't doing that theoretical child any favors. Favors. For th- for those of you insisting, uh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I read that part already. If you insist on forcing women to carry to term, why do you refuse to talk about comprehensive sex ed, the maternal mortor- mortality rate, free daycare, paid maternity leave. Our lives, traumas, and family planning is for no one to decide but us, certainly not a group of old white men. Speaking of men, with all this punishment for women, I wonder where all the punishment is for the men in this scenario. By looking at the photo of all the men who are making this mess, I find it hard to believe that if it were the the autonomy of a man's body, health and life in question, I can't help but be certain we wouldn't be having this conversation in the first place. I appreciate seeing men speak up on this issue. Women do not get pregnant alone. Lest we forget, outlawing abortion has never stopped women from attempting it. Now, I want to touch on the, the female mortality rate in her statement, because in the in the developed world, the U.S. is actually uh, the highest among other developed nations, and there is 23.8 deaths per 100 births based on statistics from the World Health Organization. Now, taking that into consideration, it seems a little a little daunting and it's it's a it's it's a brutal it's a brutal statistic, but at the same time that problem is something that goes into another conversation and we could talk about, you know, maybe regulations um you know, hospital regulations or what have you, or procedures, you know, but that's a completely different, uh, a completely different topic, you know. Obviously, I believe in women who have been raped and incest, you know, I, I believe that you have a right to an abortion if, if that's what you're looking to do, but that's not something that you should do, you know, you know, 20 weeks down the road, 18 weeks down the road, you know. There is, you know, the day after pill that you could use if, if you've been raped or you know something like this is, has happened to you. So, uh, so in closing, you know, what I want to say is uh, there needs to be more accountability out there from, from, from men, uh, from men and women, 
and uh, and uh, we need to accept, you know, what we do and our choices, and uh, we need to uh, we need to um, step up to the plate, guys. If uh, if you're not stepping up to the plate already, you know, there's a significant number of men out there that have stepped up to the plate, and and and, and kudos to you guys, and big ups to you guys, because uh, for for be, for being out there and doing the right thing. And it's important that we teach uh, our younger generations what the right thing is and, and possibly, you know, maybe more sex ed where we, we explain the consequences of, of our actions and, and what we're doing and what, um, and what having sex is and what the consequences uh, to those actions can be because that's important for, for developing minds uh, to know. I know it's a little weird talking about it when you're young, but it's things that they need to understand and things that they need to learn. You know, women need to know that if they get pregnant, you know, that could really put a monkey wrench into into their lives, into their young lives, especially if they have aspirations, you know, because maybe they come from a family that doesn't believe in abortion and she has to have a child. The next thing you know, the big your your next, you know, 18 or so years, is, is dedicated, uh, you know, to that child and getting them to a point where maybe they can go off on their own and start experiencing their own, having their own experiences. And, and for men out there, for us to, to talk to our sons and our, our nephews and our brothers about the responsibility of what, you, what we're doing, of what having sex is and what your responsibilities would be if, if you get a girl pregnant because, um, you know, when you're young and, you know, you start having sex, it's, 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 it's a new feeling. And it's, you know, it's like, uh, it's like having a new sports car, you know, you want to, you want to drive it, you want to drive it around all the time, you know, and, uh, and it's understandable, you know, because it is, it is great, you know, and, and, uh, and people have been doing it for, for a very, very long time, but it's important that we, we teach these guys, um, to be accountable and to, and to accept their decisions and not, uh, and not leave these women on the curb, you know, pregnant with, you know, nowhere to go and, and, and leaving them alone because it's, it's, it's wrong. And, and I hate hearing about dudes, dudes, you know, these piece of shit guys out there who do it because it, it really upsets me. And, uh, and for you ladies out there, you know, I, I feel you that, that are put in these situations, you know, from these guys that, that, that do that to you. And, and I want to let you know that I believe that it's unacceptable and, um, and hopefully, uh, you know, future generations, you know, they, they can turn it around so that, you know, abortion um, isn't really m- much of a, of a, of a necessity uh, for, for people. So uh, that's what I got for you guys today. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. I appreciate all the feedback. I appreciate the emails. Um, and I'm, I'm really, uh, I'm really surprised that uh, so many guys out there like it. And I hope you guys like this one because it's a very controversial issue. And, um, and it's a rough one, you know, but I wanted to put it out there because a lot of people are talking about it. And, uh, and I'm curious if, if this can start a discussion on the Facebook page, you go to a 57 podcast, there's a group called the Wolfpack and it's a discussion page. If you guys want to jump in there and, and, and get in it and, and start a discussion about it, I, I'd love to hear what you guys have to have to say. Um, get at me on Instagram, 57 podcast. I'm on Twitter, 57podcast, and you guessed it, 57podcast on, on Facebook. So thank you, guys. I appreciate your all the love and uh, following. And uh, please uh, go to iTunes, give a rate and review, 
and uh, see you guys next week. This is Pre out. Mm-hmm.